Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Well, for many people, this Christmas, wedding bells were ringing out pretty loud with December being the biggest month for engagements. As the new year begins, wedding planning will no doubt dominate the air for many of those couples. But there's no need to make wedding planning a miserable affair. Here to take the frenzy out of the occasion is wedding planner extraordinaire and host of Say Yes to the Dress, Peter Kelly, to look ahead at the wedding market for 2023. Good morning, Peter. Good morning from sunny southwest Cork. Oh, lovely. Well, that's great. Uh, Peter, I went to a couple of weddings just before Christmas and they couldn't have been more different. The first one was in a very unique, uh, uh, different kind of ceremony uh, location. And then we went to a restaurant, about 150 people. The second one was in a more traditional kind of castle type affair. Both lovely, very different. Uh, Is there even such a thing as a typical Irish wedding in 2023? Uh, no, thank God, I think is the answer. <laughs> I think people are becoming a lot more um, unique and looking for something. I think they're they're empowered to do something very different now, whereas p- before I think tradition really uh, kind of was a very strong word, which meant that tradition kind of meant uh, uh, everything you, you did was was the right way to do it. But I've always been an advocate for, you know, there's no right way. And so any couple who is listening, there's, there is no trend or no thing that you should do that is uh, that means that you're wrong. You know, do what you want. You know, yeah. I think that, that's actually following through now. You can see that in a lot of couples. They're all becoming a lot more unique with their weddings. Yeah. And look, you've been pushing the boundaries on what people could do for years. But um, are you seeing any kind of commonalities or what is the split between things like humanist versus Catholic ceremonies, say? Uh, there's all, there's been I suppose the last twenty years there's been a huge uh, swing towards uh, humanness and that kind of service, um, and there's actually becoming a broader range of those types of services. Um, but um, it's still around maybe I think a fifty fifty um, um, percentage of couples are getting married in a service of some type or getting married out type outside of of that. Uh, the big thing for me was always that I think once couples realised, and I realised that the sacrament of marriage, no matter where it was, was between the couple and the other person who was at the service was there purely to witness it. Mm. <clears throat> I think our whole mindset changed on what a wedding was about and what the service of a wedding was about. And so it it, it that that had a huge, uh, I think, impact on me as well as, as a lot of couples. Yeah, and it makes attending a wedding very personal. One of the, the services we um, attended had the naming of, of a child at it. So it was just really nice to be there and be present for something like that. But just um, yeah, I think that that's what's lovely is, is yeah. that you can design your own um, service now. Yeah. And I think that's what people want. And a lot of people say, oh, they're, you know, people getting out married outside the church sometimes don't have, you know, um, a lot of meaning or you know they're very fast but in my experience it's kind of the opposite i think it's very personal and and they put a lot of thought into the service and um, from picking the music to to picking you know what they're going to say so i actually think um the more and more services people are going to they're they're realizing my god this is actually really nice you know yeah. very different um, as a result of COVID, many venues were facing a big backlog when uh, when it came to um, weddings. Is there still a backlog there for couples who are looking to get married or is there more no, availability coming out? No, I think, I think it was a huge backlog at, at one stage and there was weddings on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, uh, midnight. Um, <laughs> there is a trend actually internationally now that 
the Irish wedding, thankfully, is now becoming famous globally uh, because we are we're known for marathon weddings. I don't think um, <laughs> the American wedding is usually five hour service from canopies to finishing. And um, so uh, Irish weddings are usually, you know, a day, if not two days, if not now three days. And uh, that's becoming a trend now globally that a lot of American weddings now are getting their service uh, like we did have a wedding breakfast. They're mm. having it at 12 o'clock. Then their guests literally go away and have a swim or they go for a walk and then they come back at eight o'clock for dinner because they would think just keep going all day would be mental, but not for Irish. We keep going. <laughs> not for Irish. Yeah, but it does lead us to another conversation, which is the cost. Is there a, What's the typical cost of an Irish wedding in 2023? It's so hard to say. All I could say is that the cost is um, per head is going up and the number of guests is going down. So I would say you should never kind of, I know, I know a lot of predictions out there that it's, you know, it's 26,000, it's 36,000. There's all these, you know, surveys done, but where the surveys are done, it's usually from the same demographic. So it's very hard to say what an average wedding costs. Mm. I always say just spend what you can afford and that should be the the way of doing it. But I do know that globally people are having less guests and spending more on them and usually more days. So a lot of our clients will be three, four days. A lot of the typical Irish weddings now are going to a two day event where they have a, a day before, maybe a barbecue afterwards. You know? One one thing I've noticed of recent is the involvement of the groom more in weddings than before. I know one couple where the, the groom is very, very involved. Do you see a difference here? And I don't mean to be demeaning to to men in no. this, but I just think that they're they're more participants. I or... think there's more, there's a lot more men involved than you think, and has been in my experience for twenty years. I think twenty seven years ago there was very few men involved in the the whole affair. It was a mother and daughter event, really. Um, all that all the choices were done by the mother and daughter. Uh, I found maybe twenty years ago men started getting involved, and the last fifteen years I would say. It's a hugely, uh, it's, it's 50 50. Most of the guys are very much, they're all at the wedding fairs. They're all, they all, they're all negotiating, which is great. Um, and it's a, it's a big financial, um, uh, commitment for both of them. So I think they both should be involved. And it's fun. It's yeah. more fun when they both have their, you know, because you want to have. For sure, like everyone, you, everyone involved and everyone getting something <coughs> that they want instead of just turning up to an event. Yeah. Uh, Peter. I'm saying a trend about men, there's a, a big thing that's happening. I remember we did it 27 years ago when we got married, but there was um, nowadays, which is funny, a lot of the trends that are out for this year is like the mixed gender wedding parties. Mm. So I remember when we got married, my wife's uh, twin is uh, her brother. So she said, I'm going to have him as a bridesman. And I had a very good friend uh, who was a lady called Kay Brown, and I had her as a, as a, a groomswoman. And uh, it was so funny. The priest was completely confused at the time and says, oh, but God, look, if that's the way you want it, I suppose, have it. But now it's becoming more and more common now yeah, as I, a trend for 2023. I also actually had, had a man as uh, mine as well. But so, yeah, you're, you're seeing a lot more diversity, a lot, a lot of uh, non-traditional, I suppose, bridal parties. Before I let you go, uh, Peter, there's another business that you're involved in that I'm quite intrigued by. Alongside planning most of some of the most exquisite weddings in Ireland, you've also a side venture now and, and are the biggest snow agent, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, well, so with Snow, uh, we're Snow Ireland. Um, we, I got asked about, I would say, nearly 15 or 20 years ago to snow a castle in the middle of the summer. And so I had to do a bit of research and I found out there was one company had the global 
um, network for snow in every movie in every country in the world called Snow Business. So we became the main agent for Snow Business um, in Ireland. And uh, yeah, so it just, we had, we ended up training our own teams of, uh, to do snow and create snow and we bought all the equipment and now we do a lot of snow on movie sets uh, for advertising campaigns. So if you need snow, I'm your man. You're the man to know. <laughs> well, Peter, thanks very much for joining us today and um, best Not of luck all. with that snow venture. Now, in a related um uh, topic uh, to weddings. I'm also joined in studio now by Isabel Gleason, who's a fashion entrepreneur, and she's devised a new platform might, that might change how we buy our wedding dresses. It's called Rebride. Isabel, you're very welcome. And thank you. Tell us about Rebride. Okay, so uh, Rebride launched last um, Friday, the fifth of January. Um, so very fresh. Um, so basically, it is a bridal wedding dress resale platform. Um, so the idea is that it's going to connect past brides to future brides. So for past brides whose weddings have already um, passed by, they will be able to upload their dress to my platform um, just for the exposure on the website for people who are going on to look for wedding dresses. Um, so yeah, future brides will be able to gather inspiration from my site, kind of what like shopping tips, advice, and then also be able to hopefully pick up the dress of their dreams, which has already been worn, but obviously professionally dry cleaned and ready to go for another trip down the aisle. That's great. And what led you to start up a business like this? So two things really. Um, one is that I sold my own wedding dress the day after I wore it. So I was on the way to my day two and I got an Instagram direct message just asking, I'd love to buy your dress. I absolutely love it after I put up that official picture the next day. Um, and I was obviously delighted to get some money back for it. Um, and obviously just the sustainable aspect of it is also so appealing to be able to, you know, resell. Um, and just, yeah, also I felt like um, where I have a style by Isabel business also which is like styling and colour consultancy a lot of brides were coming to me and they were looking for maybe like four or five like outfits for all around their wedding so from you know arriving to the hotel to day two so just made me realise you know how much shopping is going into the wedding Yeah and it goes back to what Peter was saying there yes. that the events can kind of last over the period of three or four three days now totally. so, so so just talk to me about pricing if yes. you were going out now to buy the average uh, wedding dress mm -hmm. how, what would that cost you and how does a second hand wedding dress compare in terms of pricing? Okay, so the average um, price for a wedding dress in Ireland at the moment is from 1700 to 2300 So obviously it's a very high ticket item, very considered purchase. Um, so yeah, as I mentioned, to get, I think on average you would be getting about 50 to 60% of the price back. So that's obviously still amazing to get that back into your bank account. So um, very tempting, I think. Um, it also clears up storage at home. So really the advantages are endless. Um, but I just think, you know, way, the way the world is going, this is definitely the future. And what about supply, Isabel? You know, I, I mentioned to Peter there, there was a backlog for wedding yeah. venues. What about dresses? Was it hit by COVID or the pre-pandemic or the pandemic sort of rush to, yes. to have your wedding and catch up? Is there a... Well, yeah, I mean, so I was looking for my wedding dress in 2020. So I got engaged like 15th of March and then it was straight into lockdown. So I was just browsing wedding dresses online, really. And then waiting for the boutiques to open again to kind of get in and try things on. I had looked for a pre-loved wedding dress after I found the one that I really liked, but it just wasn't available anywhere, you know, in my size or in the right style. Um, so there definitely was backlog trying to get into the boutiques because there's obviously so many people in my situation, a lot of lockdown engagements as well. And then everyone 
mum's trying to get in. So I think now it's gone back to normal, I've heard. But definitely in 2021, there was a bit of a, a mad rush to get back in to the boutiques. Well, Isabel, it sounds great. And yes. thanks to you and Peter for joining us today. And Isabel, very best of luck with Thank your you new so venture. Thank you so much. Thanks a million. Check it out. It's Rebride. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.